You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Prepare your eyes. It's time for Viewmaster on 95 BFM Breakfast. Morena Latia. Morena Rachel. How are you this morning? A little bit out of breath. I it's... ran from the bus with a backpack, which oh, is so embarrassing. Oh In this humidity. Oh, I know. Disgusting. Like, oh, well, thank you for making the, the hoof up the road. Of course. To come and talk TV. What have you been watching? Uh, as I was saying, the only person I feel like who has watched the show <laughs> is you. <laughs> is me. Um, it's called Project Greenlight. Okay. Uh, it's an HBO Max show, um, and is it a doc- it's a documentary series, ten parts, about a first-time director making their first feature film. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Who's in it? Because I saw there's some big names attached. Yes. But it's not really about them, or how does it work? No, so Project Greenlight's been going on, I think it was like 10 years ago, and then it's been a long time since I've done it again. Apparently there was some disaster with the last one. (laughs) But this time they're like, we're going to pick a woman director, and it has Issa Rae, Gina Prince-Bythewood, and Kumail Nanijani, an actor who are kind of like the panel of hosts. And then... A whole pool of like hopeful directors um, submit an application, mm. and then they select one. They select this uh, Miko Winbush to be the director of this feature film called Grey Matter, which is pre-written. Oh, so okay. So they step in and come and direct it, um, and it follows them from pre-production, the production stage, and then post-production, and right. kind of all the the dramas and ups and downs that go on in between. Wow. Okay. So this sounds like one that is like people who love the process. This mm. is for you. Yes. But also maybe people who love the drama. It sounds like it kind of goes a little bit off the tracks, maybe. Yeah, well, it's interesting because obviously, like, Issa Rae and Gina Prince-Bythewood are two you know, massive names, as well as Kamali in, in Hollywood. Totally. They're sort of set up to be these sort of mental figures. But then Issa goes to London to do Barbie. And then <laughs> Gina's in the editing suite as she says, 24-7 yes. doing The Woman King. And Kamali, I don't know where he, he goes. So it's just Nicole's around. just somewhere. sort of, yeah, put in this production office. And then it is a really fascinating insight into sort of the many production limbs and various people that kind of feed into the filmmaking process and the, the marriage of kind of art and commerce. But it is hard because it's a first-time director doing their first feature film and then they're simultaneously being documented and they've only got 18 days to shoot. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, 18 18 shooting days, but also... God, make it work designers. (laughs) I know, but then also from the beginning, it's it's sort of tabled that, like, oh, the script is not in a good shape, we need you to fix it. So In 18 days, plus doing this thing? Yeah, in, like, 10 days. And Miko's trying to fix the script, which everyone very passively, aggressively keeps sort of punishing her about that she's (gasps) not working hard enough on it. Evil. She's trying to do this feature film. It's and it's oh, it's kind of this like weird corporate satire of like bloody hell passive aggressive personalities. And then to people they'll be like, oh, it's okay. Then to camera they'll be like, she's doing a terrible job. You know, Crikey. it's like it's really fascinating to um, me. Yeah. That is super interesting because I feel like with a show like to take another project, Project Runway, mm. you know, you get all of that dynamic but the people are sort of all fed into it so mm. everybody kind of knows where they stand this seems very like kind of shady behind people's backs almost a wee bit well it's interesting because the whole point of this season is like we want to pick a woman director and we like all about diversity and inclusion and there's all these like d dni platitudes yeah but then the way it kind of is meted out it's like i feel like this young director just 
was kind of left out in the cold and yeah. kind of had to... Set up to fail almost. Basically. I mean, the film, judging by its Rotten Tomato score, bombed. <laughs> um, which is really <laughs> unfortunate. It's a grey matter. I'm having a matter. Um, Which is really unfortunate because Miko's clearly a very talented director, also mm. incredibly introverted personality, and I don't know if it was a talented director, but, like, they criticise her a lot for not sort of speaking up more and, like, not articulating her vision clearly enough. And uh. it, it's sort of like, I don't know, did you... Was this the right person to kind of put in this situation? Yeah, especially, I think, if you're doing something that's essentially a mentoring or it's billed as a mentoring process yeah. and then you can't, like, offer the mentoring in the way, yeah. which is not unsurprising when mm. you've got big-name Hollywood people. Of course, mm. they're going to get attached to other big-name Hollywood projects and totally. be busy for a lot mm. of that time. But, you know, you can't expect first-time person to mm. be thrust into all of that pressure and just get it in 18 days. Totally. Yeah. And I think the editing does Miko dirty a lot oh. um, and then just like one, like she takes a day off one like to go see her family or like take a break and it's like this big rigmarole, like this sort of big palaver oh. about like, are you really working hard enough <gasps> on your film? Like, this sounds just... realistic, I guess. Yeah. yeah. This sounds sadly. stressful, man. Yeah, sad. yeah, it is stressful, but it's just, it, you know, as someone who hopes to one day make a feature film, it, it's fascinating to watch, like yeah. kind of all the cogs in the system and, and who you have to, mm. who you get feedback on and like who you kind of have to please and then when your artistic integrity is very much tested, it's... Yeah, it's a fascinating insight into the feature film process, obviously in America and the Hollywood system and the studio system, um, and also just everything to the end comes back to like, oh, the script wasn't there, and I was like, writers, <laughs> support them. <laughs> support them. Yeah. Pay them more. Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay, this mm. sounds like a great one. And where can people watch it? It's on Neon. And it's called Project Greenlight. Yes. Wow, okay, this has sold it to me. I feel mm. fascinated by the context of this already. Yeah, and feel, the personality is very just interesting, interesting to see. It does feel quite um, interesting to dive into that world given the, I guess, like mainstream conversation about how those systems work that mm. we've been seeing with all the union stuff recently as well. Mm. Mm. Mm, fascinating stuff. Thank you, Latia. Thank you. What an interesting me. show. Maybe now there will be um, not just you who's watched this. Yeah, maybe uh, there will be other people. I, I want to talk about with other people but I'm like no one else has seen it. start a film club where we can just yeah. talk about niche TV this is essentially what we're doing right yeah. here if you have seen Project Greenlight text us on 5395 yeah. um, what did you think about it we'll see you next week let's have a great weekend you too see you next week Viewmaster only on 95BFM that was a 95BFM podcast support 95BFM with a B-cut Go to 95bfm.com slash sign up.